Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining me today on Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, December December 4th. December 4th, and time is moving by pretty fast. We're already into December. Christmas holidays right around the way, right around the corner here. What, three weeks from today? Well, we are all watching the market today, I believe. They have been up. They've been up about 4% over the past few weeks, that, but that was before today, okay? Today, the Dow is down almost 800 points, 799 points. Huge down day. And we got lots of interesting news coming out. I'm Steve Peasley, and thank you for joining me today on Invest Talk. What is our daily objective? I always mention it, and that's to make you an above-average investor. To help you achieve that goal, I always promise to do my best to give you my unbiased opinion, uh, unbiased um, uh, analytical look at whatever stocks you want me to look at, or about your situation, or about a strategy, or about what the Federal Reserve is doing, or the economy is doing, any of those things. So I welcome all your investment questions, and to do that, you can call right now at 888-99-CHART, that's our anytime listener line number, 888-992-4278. So the Dow opened slightly lower after yesterday's pretty strong rally, and the S&P was down about eight points, and the Nasdaq down about a half percent. And then Trump and Xi have a verbal agreement extending 90 days on the trade tariff dispute, <coughs> adding any more tariffs, and that kind of gave the market a boost yesterday. But the market got very nervous today, didn't seem to care for that. Uh, I think... Uh, if I was to try to point to something, and it's always very, very difficult to do that, it might have been the reason why it maybe accelerated to the downside during the day is you had a federal federal uh, president, you know, one of those Federal Reserve presidents, you know, they have nine of them out there in the nine different districts, or is it 12 different districts, I don't know. And one of them said, well, maybe we're not even near done raising rates. He kind of hit it back to raising rates again. And the market does not like that. Does not like that. It's not a good thing. OPEC OPEC will meet this week, and I think they're going to cut production. I think Russia and Saudi Arabia has already agreed to do that. So uh, General Motors CEO Mary Barra is the fourth most powerful woman in the world, according to Forbes. And she is going to meet with Ohio senators in coming days because of the fact that she's closing plants, GM plants in Ohio. Going to affect our jobs. And, you know, why would a, a private company meet with uh, senators and all those guys? Well, there's very good reason. One of the reasons is GM was bailed out by the federal government. So, you know, they don't necessarily have a, 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 a relationship that requires them not to close down the plants. But, boy, I think see, they need to explain themselves since, you know, the government bailed them out. They should never bail them out in the first place. But still, I don't think they should control what GM does now either. But they they do they are entitled to an explanation based simply on the fact that they bailed them out last time. They shouldn't have done that. Then they don't get an explanation. But anyways, 
Today, stocks sell off. Kind of makes everybody investors nervous. And tomorrow, the market's closed because of the uh, national day of mourning for ex-President Bush. And the yield curve. Have you been paying attention to the yield curve? I, now, it was part of one of my classes in Talk Economy, talking about the yield curve and what does it mean and what should we worry about it and do about it. Yield curve is very interesting. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more today. We're talking about the yield curve on the U.S. Treasuries. You know, and I think it's kind of important. And again, I'll explain that a little bit later. Um, but first, let's go ahead and take a well, Let's talk about the market. The Dow was down 799. The NASA down 283. And the S&P was down 90. Those are pretty big numbers, given back most of the recent gains that they've gotten. And so... Okay, before we get into any more of that mundane stuff, why don't, why don't we take a question on our Anytime Listener line, 888-99-CHART. Yeah, hi, Justin. Uh, I was just wondering what your thoughts were on EWZ, that's the Brazil Index iShares. Looks like it's uh, hit a double bottom, now it's on the way up. Just your thoughts, thanks. Okay, EWZ, that's an ETF representing the Brazil market. It's the corresponding to the Brazilian 2550 index. Uh, and then this goes to what you feel about uh, Brazil as a country. It, you know, you can't. The problem with EWZ, in my opinion, is the last time I looked, which was now, what, a year ago? I looked at what was inside it. It's dominated by Petro Brazil. Uh, you know, in other words, one oil company. That, that ETF is dominated by that one big company because that's their largest company and whatever you know it it's it, it dependent on oil prices up down sideways so it is very you know it influences a lot i would not even though you got the 50 going up through the 200 day moving average which is a buy signal i would not be a big rush to buy it. if it breaks above maybe 42 dollars a share you might get it up to the 50 dollars a share it's bounced from a low of 31. Now, it is a double to bottom. It bottomed there in July, bottomed in September, and now it's coming up. But you, you might be a bit late jumping into the game on this EWZ. Okay, Brazil. And I don't know. I'm, I'm a little hesitant about getting into the emerging market kind of business right now. Today's main talking point, how HSAs, health savings accounts, offer a triple tax benefit. Triple tax benefit. An HSA might make sense for you, especially if you're a high incomer. So we're going to look at this. Some of the other topics I want to talk about today. Bonds. The different ways and different kinds of bonds you might want to participate in in today's market. What kind, if you're going to be in bonds, where should you be in bonds? There's four, four ideas. Four ideas of, of how you can participate in the bond matter. Bond ladder. Okay, and Goldman Sachs Tech growth stocks are most expensive relative value stocks since the 2000 bubble. Tech growth stocks are most expensive relative to value stocks since 2000. What happened after that? Value stocks very outperformed tremendously. Though they have some inform interesting information on that, and I'm going to share it with you. And undateable, if you guys are single out there, or you gals even, all too, you're single out there, you're looking for a date, 
There was a survey done on, on eligible bachelor and bachelorettes looking for the date. What credit card debt is undateable? How much credit card debt do you have? And then it makes you undateable. undateable. And also, how about in payday loans? Totally undateable. How about student loans? Not so much, but they gave some numbers. I'm going to share those. I thought they were kind of fun. And we're definitely going to talk about the yield curve here today. Got to talk about that. Again, that was one of the lessons at Invest Talk Academy. You know, that's our class we put on once a week. Uh, Justin's doing it tomorrow, and I do it next Thursday. Uh, he does it on Wednesday. I do it on Thursdays. He does it at 1 o'clock. I do it at 9 o'clock in the morning. We just try to break it out there in times. You're listening to Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We're headed into a quick one-minute break. On the other side, I will talk about that yield curve, I promise, and what it might mean for predicting the strength of the U.S. dollar, the U.S. economy. And, of course, I'm taking your questions now at 888-99-CHART. Looking at the calendar, we can see that Christmas is only three weeks away. This might be a good time for you to ask yourself an important question. Are you doing everything possible to make sure that your investments are performing as well as they should be? Well, you can find investment strategies and unbiased guidance anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. You're listening to Best Talk, everybody, and I do appreciate you being with me. Now, here's a, here's a headline that we saw this morning. As yield curve inverts, there's a bearish omen for the dollar. We found this story on Bloomberg.com. What does that mean, yield curve? For those people who don't know what a yield curve, uh, when it inverts. The normal yield curve is when a two-year, five-year, ten-year treasury pays yields and normally, and normally the shorter time period pays less than the longer time period. In other words, they may pay 2%, the five-year may pay 3%, and the 10-year may pay 4%, and that's normal. The shorter pay less than the longer. That's the normal. Uh, inversion of that yield curve, those three uh, cur uh, yields, and that means that, one, that the two-year yield is higher than the five-year or the 10-year. The yield on the two-year is higher than the yield on the five- and ten-year treasuries. Why would that happen? Okay, well, I can explain why it happened, but when that does happen, that usually portends a, a, an economic slump, a recession. That's what that usually means, that one is coming. The problem is, is the timing. It doesn't happen right away. It could be a month or two. It could be up to a couple years. Somewhere in between there. No one really knows for sure because it changes. So this, we're talking about the spread between the short-term bonds and the long-term bond. The spread means a difference in interest rates. So the spread between, am I using my example, the two-year paying three and the five-year paying four, the spread is 1%. That's the spread between those. If the two-year is paying two and the 10-year is paying five, that spread is 3%. The difference. Now, why are these things important? Because it, as I said, it could mean that the U.S. market, the U.S. economy is going to recession. 
and it has 100% of the time been true over the years and decades. That's why. And so what does that matter to us and uh, investors? Well, every time there's a recession, the market collapses. The market will, will, will collapse long before you see the numbers in the economy slumping. But the yield curve is sooner than those economic numbers slumping. It, it, it's, a, it's a closer in uh, indicator. Some experts believe with the U.S. business cycle maturing and the Fed approaching neutral, according to Chairman Powell, uh, that maybe we won't get a, a yield inversion. But maybe that's also pointing to a weaker dollar in the future. So how does it help us? Does it really tell us when the recession is coming? It does not tell us when. That's the problem. Okay, let's talk to Vital in Atlanta. How you doing, Vitaly? Hi, Steve. Uh, Vitaly? Well. How are you? Hi. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about SFH. Um, it's a REIT, um, and I wanted to find, get your opinion on the stock. Okay. Uh, this is a senior housing property REIT. Uh, owns and acquires leasing senior housing properties, SNH, in uh, what, 42 states in Washington, D.C. They are very, they, they, they don't, they make money, they've always made money, they continue to make money, they're just making a little bit less than they did a few years ago. Uh, in 2016, they made $1.88 a share, and next year they're going to make $1.69. And stock is a $13 stock. So that's pretty reasonable price. That's a pretty that's a value play. So why is it why is it low? Because the stock has fallen from 18 down to 13, is because they have debt. You know, REITs all have debt, and the cost of debt is going up. But that doesn't mean you don't buy it because you get a really good dividend out of it. Really good. It's paying 11 percent. So if you're going to buy the, if you're going to buy this for the dividend, this is a good place to buy it for the dividend, Vitaly. I like it here. Okay? This is the Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I invite you to check out our new online training experience called the Best Talk Academy. Justin and I are dedicated. We are making an effort on the Best Talk Academy to become a valuable teaching tool for anybody who's a serious investor who really wants to learn. And you're also going to learn more about the Best Talk Academy just by going to besttalkacademy.com. Now I'm ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to John in Santa Cruz. How are you doing, John? Good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Um, You're welcome. I'm looking at S... Thank you. <laughs> I'm looking at SWKXX for parking some cash. Uh -huh. Well, it'd be a good place to park cash. Yeah, it's a good place to park cash. It's the Schwab California Municipal Bonds. 
it has 71% in bonds and 28 plus percent in cash. So it's pretty darn conservative. Uh, year to date is made about 1%. Uh, it very seldom does any actually lose money, but it doesn't make a lot, but it, it's a good place to park cash as you're pointing out. I mean, their biggest holding is, you know, California State uh, uh, Development uh, Authority uh, bonds, which uh -huh. is, pays 1.66. So, you know, it, it, it's a very safe, very, a very steady kind of uh, investment. And you would, and would you only really would only want to use to park cash in it because, you know, it, it won't make very, you'll, you'll lose money to inflation. But as far as, Keeping stable would right. be a good place to be. Okay, John, appreciate the okay. call. SWKXX, everybody, Schwab California Municipal Bond Fund. Today's main talking point: How HSAs, health savings accounts, offer a triple tax benefit. Okay, and it might be most beneficial for wealthy people. So, what is an HSA? It's pretty simple. Uh, it's a tax advantage way to save money. You put in an H you open up an HSA account. You can put money in it. You can only you basically use the money to pay uncovered medical bills, but you, you know that are not pay you know not paid by your health care. Um, uh, the contributions are tax deductible. Their growth is tax free, and when you withdraw to pay the bills, you don't have to pay any taxes on it on the withdrawal. Now, you have there's some rules. You got to have a high deductible health plan. Well, what's that mean? You got to have a, dedu a deduct health plan that provides health coverage, but with a minimum deductible per person of thirteen hundred fifty dollars or twenty seven hundred dollars per family per year. That's the deductible it has to be. They call that a high deductible health plan. Now, how much can you put into it? Well, you can put in this year three thousand four hundred fifty bucks per year. Sure, it'll be thirty-five hundred. That's an individual, and only an ind you can, It's like an IRA. It has to be individual by individual. You can't have like a family HSA, or a husband and wife HSA. No, husband can have one. The wife can have one, but you can't have one for both. Okay. So that's what HSA. Is. Next year, uh, there's a catch-up provision of a thousand dollars if you're over fifty-five. Uh, there's going to be contribution limits though, and two thousand total limit and contribution is two sixty-nine hundred. And then seven thousand and two seven thousand dollars in two thousand nineteen. That's a total contribution limit that you can put in. Uh, so that's an HSA. So what what you could do is it pays medical bills that are not covered, or you know that only partially covered by your regular health plan. It's a good thing. Good thing to have. It is. Uh, you know, especially if you have the high deductible, it helps pay the deductible, and you get you get don't have to pay taxes on the money you put in it. You don't have to pay taxes on any of its growth. You can invest it any way you want to. Well, almost anyway. Uh, and when you do pay a bill out of it, it's not taxed even when you take money out. There's a limit. You can only pay health care expenses. People, that's it. 888-99-CHART. Let's take another caller question. 888-99-CHART. 
Thank you for taking my call. And I had a question regarding Regulation T. I was actually uh, somewhat unaware of the... I, I was aware of the rule, but I thought being I was on a margin margin account that perhaps that, uh, you know, pushed me beyond the 25000 mark. And that didn't happen to be the case. And today I was hit with Regulation T. And I was wondering if that leaves a bad mark for me throughout all brokerages or if that's just with the current brokerage house I'm trading with. They basically put my margin on a on a 90-day hold. You know, what I'm wondering at this point is, uh, you know, if I could take my money to another brokerage or if I'm red flagged with SEC. No, you're not. He's talking about being over-leveraged people. Uh, no, it's with your own broker. No one, there's no, re, you know, clearing house for reporting people that borrow too much money against their account. Matter of fact, even your own, uh, even your own, your current custodian, are, you know, they're, they're not putting a red flag on you forever. It's just this, at this situation, at this time, they still don't want to lose you as a client. So, no, don't worry about that. This is nothing, it's not like a permanent mark on your record. It's not. They just want to make sure they're within, you know, they're, that you're not taking more risk than, than you can actually afford. That's what that's all about. Appreciate the call. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, the market will be closed. So we have a strong repeat show schedule for tomorrow. Uh, I'll be in the office. Justin will be in the office, but we're letting everybody else take the day off. But uh, stock and bond markets represent the biggest threat of financial stability. That's a story we're going to talk about tomorrow. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call Invest Talk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go to research tool? Y Charts. It's a cloud based financial research platform. It is indispensable. Y Charts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use Y Charts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bluebird Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. Have you visited InvestTalkAcademy.com? You should. It can help you learn to invest like a pro because it features online classes that can teach you how to grow your investments independently. And you can learn more at InvestTalkAcademy.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 
972-4278. Love to talk to you about whatever you want to talk about. Okay. Um, if you're going to buy bonds because you're afraid of this market, and there's a good reason to be afraid of this market. It's pretty darn volatile, as you saw today with the Dow being down 800 points. But if you want to buy bonds to like smooth out that volatility, there are certain things, certain types of bonds, certain ways to invest that might uh, help you and also at the same time uh, reduce the exposure to your market, but also actually make you a little bit of money on the bonds. Because remember, interest rates, when interest rates rise, bond values go down. So how can you combat that? Well, one way is to buy a floating rate bond fund. You can buy a floating rate bond fund. So the rate floats up and down. They don't not stagnant. You can buy TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. Now, those go up and pay more money if inflation goes up. But we don't have a lot of inflation right now. But, of course, the Fed's saying that it's a threat. We'll see. And you can buy an ultra-short-term bond fund or very short-term bond fund. So that way, when rates rise, rising rates affect long-term bonds much more than short-term bonds. The short-term bonds constantly turn them over, so they get the benefit of increase in rates. Well, long-term bonds take a long time to turn over, years. So you're stuck in a lower rate than when the rates are higher today. And you can do, you can, you can help, help with your bond income by building a ladder. In other words, different maturity dates from short to intermediate. I wouldn't go long at this point, but short to intermediate. You go long, you go long when interest rates are high, and I don't know if we can say they're higher yet. Then you want to go long because the chances are reducing interest rates in the future are higher. The closer we get to recession, the higher the chances are they'll start reducing interest rates. But right now, the Federal Reserve is telling us they're bumping their short-term overnight rate to banks, which causes other rates to increase. So it's not a good time to go too far out. Too far out means more than maybe five, six years, more than that. I wouldn't go more than five or six years. Let's go to Gene in North Carolina. He has a question about HSA. Yeah, thanks for taking my call, hey, Steve. Yeah, I've had an HSA for the last 10 years. I just wanted to share a couple of uh, comments I had in my sure. experience with it. Great. Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah, you, you mentioned you mentioned how the the uh, contribution limits, and that's true for an individual. There are two contribution limits: one for a single policy, and then there's one for a family. And the family, there's a although it's one policy between the husband and wife. There, if you have a, if your health insurance is for the family, not for an individual, you actually have a higher limit that you right. contribute to your HSA because your deductible is higher. And I believe yeah, the, that, the limit, listen, I think it's 6700 or 6900 yeah. this year. Yeah, I think it goes to 7000 next year. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, so how, the other thing how, is, do you, how, how, how do you, go ahead. I'm sorry, one other thing is, is that, you, you, yeah, the, the intention is to use it for, for, for non-reimbursed medical expenses and it is tax-free, the withdrawal. But after age 65, you have any, if you have any money left over, because it doesn't expire at the end of each year, at the end of age 65, you no longer can put money in, but you can let, let it grow, and then you can take money out either for medical purposes 
mm-hmm. which uh, which are non uh, which you don't have to pay any taxes on. But if you take it out right. after age 65 for regular for non medical purposes, then it then it's taxed just like an, an IRA is taxed. Okay, so you don't you, you leave it alone if you can because you'll never know when you'll need it when you're old. So, or how right. much you'll need. Okay, very good. Good point, Gene. I appreciate the call, and thank you for bringing that to my attention. I really appreciate that. Okay, that's HSA, Health Savings Account. So, if you're, you know, age 65 or older, you really can't do it anymore. You can't contribute anymore. That's good to know. Good to know. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and, of course, we stream live and broadcast Invest Talk live at the 4 o'clock hour, Monday through Friday, Pacific time. And we do that every week, every weekday. And it's also, you know, 24 hours, seven days a week uh, uh, via archived podcast at investtalk.com. So you can listen to it anytime you want. You download it through the podcast. And I hope you will tell your friends and family, anybody else who's interested in managing money and learning how to do it and become a better investor, tell, about, uh, tell, us, tell them if you would about the show and maybe they'll get some benefit. We're taking your financial investing questions live right now, 888 888- 99 chart. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where their commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help make you a better investor. We are headed into the final trading sessions of 2018, and now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for help with your portfolio. Start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Dana Point, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open, and you can call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. I had a question on uh, Take Two Interactive, TTWO. I picked it up when it was 133. Then I saw that it crushed uh, earnings and, and Red Dead Redemption 2, one of their games, topped, uh, recently sold top over $700 million the first weekend. Uh, the stock then dropped with what I saw as no negative news. It's sitting at a 60 PE, but I saw a double bottom, I think around 110. And with the good earnings, with the latest drop, I was wondering if now would be a good time to get in on buy more to drop my average down, or if you can see possibly more of a downtrend. I see that the gaming sector overall has gotten hit hard recently and was just wondering where you think it would go from here. I'll listen to the podcast and thank you. Okay, I think it's a bit too early to step back in yet. I think it's not done falling. I think we got a little bit more to go. Take two interactive, everybody. TTWO is a symbol. Designs interactive entertainment, entertainment software, hardware, accessories for gaming and entertainment platforms. And he's correct. There's really no negative news. They're going to make $5.18 next year. That's the estimate. That's after making $5 this year and after making uh, $3.60 last year per share. So the earnings are going in the right direction. And in recent quarter, uh, sales jumped 11%. Sales before that were down. Well, then they have this big sellers. So the problem with gaming uh, stocks is they can, it's boom or bust sometimes on them. This stock was at $135, $136 only in October. Now today it's 101 So 30% down, 30%. That's a pretty big, that's a bear market right there in that stock. 
Not unusual because we see a lot of tech, big tech stock down 30%. This stock is an $11 billion company. It's not small. So, I think you're I think you're looking at it correctly because it did have a blowout earnings. It's doing very well, except it's just that there, there's still a lot of neg negativity out there. And I think we're just too early to jump back in these big tech stocks yet. It's just too early. I don't think they're done falling. The big techs. So I would be cautious at this point. Just keep your eye on it. You know, wait for it to settle down. Looks like it's trying to settle down, but had a big down day yesterday. You know, when this day was and another down day today, but not nearly as big as yesterday. So it still looks weak to me on a chart. It looks too weak to jump in yet. Okay? Appreciate that. Thanks for the call. Okay. Let's talk about let's talk about tech growth stocks are the most expensive relative value stocks since 2000. Remember that was during the dot com. We're talking about relative value. Relative to value, tech growth stocks are as expensive or more expensive than they were in the 2000 bubble. Now, what does that mean? It means that growth has done very, very well. Value hasn't. And therefore, their valuations, even after coming down sharply, and, grow, and value stocks coming up because the last month, for instance, Verizon last month was up 7%. Disney was up 2.9%. Uh, Meanwhile, Netflix was down 21%. Facebook down 19%. Same period. So you're seeing that kind of uh, move toward a more value-oriented side of the market. And even after that, there's still today tech stocks, tech growth stocks, are much more expensive than value stocks. And they're more so much so that it's worse than it was in 2000 when this happened. So and we're talking about the recent two months or so with this collapsing market, right? Okay, and this is a report done by Goldman Sachs, by the way. Uh, and and so what they're saying, Goldman Sachs, by the way, in their report, did not say get out of tech. They didn't say that. What they did say, though, is uh, their conclusion is, you know, set aside the growth and value filter instead of looking at just growth and value. Instead, approach this sector by looking at so-called quality stocks. So look for good, strong growth stocks that have a value component in them. In other words, they're not super expensive relative to the PE, price to sales ratio, price to growth ratio. Saying look for relative value in the growth stock sector. Quality. Don't don't just get out of all your growth stocks. That's interesting. I think that's kind of I think they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, is what I'm thinking. <coughs> because, you know, Either you're buying growth or you're not buying growth. I like, you know, when I say I, I mean KPP Financial, my company, Justin and I. We like value. We like value plus growth. We want value first, but we want some growth too. I mean, that doesn't mean we won't just buy value. We will, but we would prefer to have some growth. We want, but we don't want to overpay. I would buy tech stocks, but they're too expensive. You heard me at nauseum over the summer. When people ask me, oh, should I buy Facebook? Should I buy Netflix? It's too expensive. Too expensive. Buy Amazon. Too expensive. 
every every time that someone called, I would say, well, it's too expensive for me. I wouldn't. It's too expensive. P is too hot. You know, and of course, I'm sure people got bored with me and were saying, well, he's dumb as a rock because they kept going up. They kept going up until they didn't, and when they fell, they're all down more than 30%. All of FANG stocks, down more than 30%. That's bear market territory, everybody. And I'm not so sure they're done. Okay, let's squeeze in another caller if we can. This one came in at 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve, this is Pete from Birmingham, Alabama. I have a question regarding a couple of stocks. One of them is Facebook and the other one is Alibaba. Uh, I have purchased both of these stocks around price point of $180 based on the current market situation. Both of them are significantly down. So I was wondering, should I keep them for long term or should I short them at this point? Thank you for taking my call. Well, I wouldn't short either one of them because they're both growing very, very fast. Alibaba is uh, provides global online mobile retail marketing uh, via their Tabio and Tmall.com. This is a Chinese Hong Kong uh, Amazon company. Uh, I like Alibaba a lot better if you want to know the truth. Um, they're going to make $6.66 next year per share. It's $158 stock. So it's still pretty expensive. It's not cheap. Uh, Facebook... Uh, and by the way, Alibaba is growing their sales 40, 50%. 50, 65, 75, that's the quarters, the most recent quarters. So they're growing very, very fast. And of course, this stock has been beat up just like Facebook. Uh, went this stock, you know, so I, I, I would, let's take a look at it. Remember, the Chinese stock market is in a bear market. But this one looks like it's recovering to me. You know, it's been two, it's ever since November, November, the stock has been moving up, Alibaba. Very volatile moving up, but moving up. It was $210, and then it went down to 135 and now it's 158 uh, I like I like, I like, like Alibaba better than Facebook because Facebook has more problems, more political problems, more, you know, they got more problems. Uh, so I don't know if I would be... Uh, I, I'm not comfortable with Facebook. I never have been comfortable with Facebook. I don't care for their business model. You know, advertising to people who are having a social um, uh, meeting or social contact with each other, and they get, you know, advertised to. And I just don't like that model. But they're still growing pretty fast, 30%, 40%. And their PE, they're going to make $7.44 next year. It's $137 stock. So the PE is not that unreasonable. Based on, you know, they—it's got good fundamentals. Uh, I just, you know, take a. You know, what I would suggest is read all the recent articles about Facebook that have been published about Facebook, and you're going to see a, a lot of problems. Zuckerberg is having issues, political issues. I mean, he kind of feels like he's inviting the government to oversee his operation or something. I just, I'm uncomfortable with it. Ba Alibaba doesn't have that problem. Like the, but if you own them both, you know, I would be a long-term owner of ba Alibaba over Facebook. I would. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. Our Tuesday program is headed into the finish line. That means we only have about 10 minutes left. So if you want to get in, you got to call. You can get in, but you got to call. 
call right now. 888-99-CHART. We're live. 888-992-4278. On the next Invest Talk, stock and bond markets represent the biggest threat to financial stability. That story tomorrow. But now Steve's here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. I'm Chad from Dayton, Ohio. I had a question about Lear Corporation. Symbol is L-E-A. I hear the target is always 180 to 200 by various people and right now it's hovering around 130 their earning is good their P ratio is good their PE growth seems to be doing well can you tell me why what is the problem I hold the position should I go ahead and uh, liquidate or hold on to it thank you I really enjoy your show well, it's already got crushed from uh, about $215 down to $130 or so, $132. Today it's $137. Uh, and why did they get crushed? It, it was a, its high was made in August, uh, actually in July, late July. That was a high. And now since that time, it's fallen, 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 fallen. Well, Lear, Lear Corporation, L-E-A, manufactures seating and electrical systems and product, products for the automotive, uh, automotive industry, okay? So, why would that affect this company? Because it's extremely cyclical stock. So, when the economic cycle gets late in, this, late in its uh, cycle, which it is, when it's on the late in the upside of that cycle... These stocks, auto stocks, cyclical stocks start to underperform, and that's what you're seeing. It's nothing wrong with the company. Nothing wrong with the company at all. Uh, but, you know, that I see anyway here, because I only get a quick look. They're going to make $18.76 next year, and it's a $136 stock. So the PE is way, you know, way below, what, seven? I mean, that's pretty low. But auto stocks and auto-related stocks usually have a fairly low PE. They usually don't have high PEs. But that's pretty darn low. Um, that's what's wrong with it. It's the cycle. You know, investors are worried that their the autos will start to fall because we're going to move into recession. And they got, it's just worry. They may be wrong in their worry, but they are worried. We talked about the inversion of the yield curve. It's not there yet, but the two to five have already inverted. The two-year yield is higher than the five-year treasury yield. It's not the and it's squeezing the two year versus the ten, which is the most durable yield curve you should be looking at, the one that's most important. It has not inverted, but it's getting closer and closer. I mean the spread is like well, as yesterday was seventeen basis points. That that's pretty small difference. So uh, and the Fed's gonna raise rates probably in the next couple of weeks and they'll influence the shorter end of the race more than the Longer term, and that might be when we invert. So what's happening on this company, Lear Corporation, is that investors are looking forward and seeing that danger sign out there, and so they're getting out of the highly cyclical stocks. If you already own it and you're a long-term investor, the fundamental numbers look good. I wouldn't worry about it too much. It's an $8.7 billion company, so it's not tiny. So, but... Just know that, you know, the, the economic cycle affects it a lot. 
no matter how good the numbers are. Okay, good question. Appreciate it. 888-99-CHART. Undateable if you have too much credit card debt. Undateable. No one wants to date you if you're single. <laughs> well, how much is too much? Too much credit card debt. It's $11,525. Don't ask me how they compiled it. I don't know where they came up with that number. But there was a survey. 77% say credit card debt is unattractive. And what is too much debt? And it's $11,525. Number two reason that you become undateable because of debt, and that is if you have payday loans. Those are those super high cost payday loans that you get paid one day, you take your check down there, and you borrow money against your, your next paycheck. Very undesirable as a mate for a man or a woman. Third Third reason that people don't want to date you because of date because of debt is student loans. But student loans, if it's under fifty thousand dollars, you're dateable. If it's over fifty thousand dollars, you're undateable. So you gotta feel sorry for all those single indebted people out there. <laughs> Anyways, everybody have a great day, a great evening. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Out program. And thank you. I really do thank you for your support. So I'll be back Thursday. The market will be closed tomorrow. We'll have a repeat broadcast tomorrow. So good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.